0: With the tough current events that are happening and that we see on the news, do you watch the news with your children, or should you watch the news with your children? We're going to discuss that on today's episode of Fearless. Hi, I'm Sissy Graham Lynch. Welcome to Fearless, helping you have a fearless faith in a compromising culture. Welcome back to another episode of Fearless. Um, I'm actually here at the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association in the studio today. It's not always that I get to be here, so I think it's a special treat. I live in Southwest Florida, for those that don't know. And so when I get to come up here to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I pull onto the property right off the Billy Graham Parkway, to me, it's just a special place. I was actually videoing when I was pulling in today. Probably shouldn't have done that while I was driving. But I'm just reminded of God's goodness every time I come onto this property. And that no matter where God calls us, we are called to share the good news of Him. We are in some difficult and chaotic days. I think it's very obvious that we're living in a dysfunctional time. You know, Christians have always seen difficult times. The world has seen difficult times. But we're just in a time of confusion, a time of chaos. And it's all I can think of is just dysfunctional. But with all of that, there is just— so many great opportunities through that to share the love of God. And for those that um, would like to know the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, our chaplains have been serving in Ukraine along with Samaritan's Purse. And even in those hardships, to see the stories of God's goodness, those able to share the love of Jesus in those moments, God will take everything to use for His good. And speaking of Ukraine— You know, when we look at the news, we kind of wonder, how do we talk these issues with our children? Do we talk about these issues with our children? Do we talk about current events? Do we watch the news? And the reason I share this is because this recently happened in my home. I personally always have, I shouldn't say I always have the news on, but we do watch the news at night or in the morning. And a friend and our neighbors came over and they were kind of coming in and out of the house and they were grabbing snacks. And, you know, Ukraine and the events of what's happening in Ukraine were on. And there were some graphic images And the mother looked at her son and goes, oh, buddy, you shouldn't be watching that because of course his eyes were gravitated to it. And she looked at me and she asked, just as a good friend and out of curiosity, she wasn't upset by any means. She goes, do you let your kids watch the news? And my answer was simply yes. And I know many of you out there with young children probably have the same question. How do we watch this with our children? How do we explain it? Should we hide it from them? And there's a lot of different resources that would tell you different opinions. But for me and my family, we watch it. I don't hide that from my children. I grew up that way. My dad um, with Samaritan's Purse and my grandfather with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association were often on the front lines of many of these current events and these humanitarian crisis. And just like we are today in Ukraine or when um, with Afghanistan and helping the refugees with that, So I always saw pictures of my father helping. I saw the tough photos. I can remember as a little girl seeing the photos and hearing the stories from my dad's staff about Rwanda and the genocide of what happened there. And for me, my dad always said, you know, what he does there. You know, he's going to serve those in the dishes of life, those in the storms of life. And he's going to serve them and love on them and help them share the love of Jesus. And so with my children in my home, Corey and I are very open with our children. Now, my daughter, she can kind of come and go and doesn't pay much attention when the news is on. But my boy, if he sees army takes or army guys, bad guys, he's always asking questions. And he was very inquisitive about like Afghanistan and what was happening. And then, of course, just recently with what's happening in Ukraine, he's asked more questions. And a colleague reminded me of Luke chapter 13. It says, now there were some present at the time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifice. And Jesus answered, do you think that they were worse sinners than all those other Galileans because they had suffered this way? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you too will perish. Or those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all perish. And what he was explaining and what he took away when he used to be a journalist was these were current events that were happening. And these people, they had questions about what was happening in these current events and why these bad things were happening to these people where they were more guilty. But Jesus used these current events to tell people about him about His love, and about repentance. And that's what I grew up with. That's the example that my father taught me, is that when he went to go serve in these areas, the purpose wasn't just to give them shelter. The purpose wasn't just to give them food or medicine, the main purpose was there to share the love of Jesus, but in the ways that they needed it, but to ultimately that they would have a relationship with Jesus. Even when the events were over and Samaritan's Purse would leave or the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association would leave, that these people would have a relationship with Jesus. So— when we talk about these events that are happening, maybe you're asking these questions, you got little ones. I have a few tips that we do in my family. I'm not saying they're right. I have no PhD with my name. These are things that have worked in my family. Some other people might have different opinions. But um, these current events are happening around the world. And whether we talk about it with our children or not, they are going to learn about it. So one night we were sitting at the dinner table and my son made this statement that I don't like President Biden. He's a bad guy. And I thought that was a very strong statement. And I knew my child has never heard those words come out of my mouth. I am very careful of always um, respecting our president. Now, it's no secret. Um, I've been very open on social media and stuff of who I voted for, my political beliefs, But I will always respect our president, even if I disagree with him. And so because I look back when Trump was president, I didn't like people disrespecting him in front of their children. And so I do that in front of mine. So I knew my child has never heard those words in my home. So it showed that even at five years old, he is learning this somewhere else. So that's the importance that we as parents, we talk about this. Because no matter what, even at five, they're going to school with their friends And talking about the issues or talking about things that they have heard from other places. So it is important that we talk about that. But So I asked him, you know, where did you hear that? And he told me so-and-so at school said that. (laughs) And I said, well, Austin, in our home, you can't make such a strong statement without having a reason why. So tell me your understanding of why you would say something like this. And he says, Mommy— you remember a couple months ago, he gave all the bad guys the weapons. <laughs> and what he was referring to was, of course, what happened in Afghanistan, because when that happened, and it was all over the news of when President Biden withdrew American forces from Afghanistan, my son was glued to the TV because he couldn't understand, you know he would ask all kinds of questions. And why do these people have weapons and these bad guys? And we had to explain it to him what was going on on his level, of course, very simple. And once again, I don't even think when we told the story, we even mentioned President Biden. And he goes, well, why would all president do that? Why would he give him the bad guys? I'm like, buddy, you're five, you're very smart. I can't even answer that question of why that happened. But Once again, it comes down to the point as our children are going to learn these elsewhere. And it's very important that we answer these questions because they're so smart. He's five and he's asking tough questions. You can't hide it from them, but you can do it in a way that is on their level, that always points back to what's happening. There is bad in the world, but that God is sovereign and God is still working even in these moments. The next is we, of course, We try to explain it in a simple way that they would understand, a way that's always not emotional. That's another tip. I'm not emotional. I don't get heated when I'm watching the news. I don't get angry when I'm watching the news. But to be very reasonable with them when we're um, in—you shouldn't shouldn't be a hothead when you're explaining the current events. I think, too, back when COVID was happening, that— my kids never lived a day in fear because they never saw me as the parent living in fear. Now, we talked about what was happening. We talked about the dangers of COVID, especially in those early, early days, but that we didn't have to fear. And I would bring it back to why, that God calls us to be strong and courageous, that our hope is in Him, our peace comes from Him. You know, those are the moments I'm allowed when we're putting our children to bed at night, that we can have those conversations and they open up and can't stop talking at night and you have those wonderful opportunities with them, you can always bring it back to what our hope as parents are in. So I think, too, to remember, consider your own reactions when you're talking about these issues with your children because they are going to mimic whatever you do. And, you know, you see a lot of kids that might struggle these days with stress and anxiety. They probably have seen that through their friends or through their family members because they're reacting off other people's reactions. You know, some experts... And I say that, quote, like some experts maybe that have more of an education than me. Um, but I don't always call them experts just because they have like a PhD. I look at some of the experts or like the mamas and the dads who have been there and done that, who have lived it and have maybe learned the hard way sometimes with raising children. I look to those mothers in my life as the experts. Um, and they, they've had common sense. But some say that you shouldn't. I read an article from a very— um, I think it was called Common Sense Media. I, th- I think it's a, a media group that helps with media and children and how we should raise that. And Not a Christian organization, but they said you shouldn't um, talk to children under seven and you should hide all kinds of news from them until they're seven. And I think that's impossible in the world that we are in. Like I said, my son is five. And I should have stated this earlier when my friend asked me, You know, do you allow your kids to watch this? And I said, absolutely. Because I think of the little children that are five or seven who are fleeing their homes in Ukraine. I look back at pictures of when people were fleeing from Venezuela and coming across that bridge with only their backpacks on and carrying their children. Or you think recently what we saw last year in Afghanistan You think of moms fleeing to the airport with any kind of hope to get out of that country with their children, that some moms were just fleeing their children over at U.S. soldiers just to get them to safety. Children around the world since the beginning of time have seen war, and that those children haven't been able to be protected. They've lived it. They've seen it. They've lost everything to it. Now, we as a nation here in the United States and as parents, we've had the gift of freedom Um, the precious gift to raise our children in freedom. And that has been a luxury that generations in other countries have not had until this nation. And so don't take that for granted. So I use those things to remind my children when we talk about that. When I put them to bed at night, we pray for the children in Ukraine. We pray for these children, you know, in Afghanistan that have lost everything and I use an example is like my kids were being so picky the other day with what they were eating. And I don't always relate. We can't always relate into their small brains back to a child that has nothing. You should be appreciative and these kids have nothing and you have everything. That's not going to relate to them. But I do ask them the simple question. They were being so picky. They had, had like three things to eat and they just didn't like any of it. And I'm a pretty strict mama. I don't really you eat it or you get nothing. Um, but this day, I looked at them and I said, "Margaret, with the news that you just saw and those kids with the bombs going off in Ukraine, do you do you think they would be appreciative of this milkshake that you just got?" And she goes, "Yes, ma'am." And I said, "You need to think more carefully about wasting things and being more careful of what other children might appreciate that we take for granted." And she sat there for a little bit. Now she did cry. I didn't mean to make her cry. And she goes, "Mommy, later." She goes, "Mommy, you're right." I should have appreciated that more. So I think it's good and it's healthy for us to remind our children of the blessings they've been given. And my children have grown up a little bit different. You know, we work in the summers at Samaritan's Purse um, with Operation Heal Our Patriots, and they have seen wounded veterans, double amputees, they've seen triple amputees, they've seen wounded men. And my son and children and daughter have asked you know, why has he lost his legs? And we answer those questions and how we are now serving them and helping them. So some other tips we've looked at is just, I think, too often, this might be another subject for another podcast because this could be pretty deep, is that we're always talking about our feelings. Now, there's a time and place for that. But with children, how do you feel? We're talking about feelings. And when you look at generations before, it was just very factual, Um Not that you can't integrate feelings, but I've seen this trend happening where it's about ourselves and the feelings turn in more about us. And it's me, me, me. And I think that can be a dangerous place. Like I look back at these last couple years and when COVID happened, and I remember You know, seniors in high schools, they didn't get their prom, they didn't get their high school. And everybody's like, the children, the children, the poor children. And those are sad things. I'm not saying I wouldn't be disappointed if I had missed out on my senior graduation. But the reality is that they're not being shipped off to war like many generations. How blessed they are to still go to a college education and how blessed they are to live in a peaceful home and a loving home with shelter and food. Like, you have to bring it back to what we should be praising the Lord for. These basics of life that for generations before, we're not like freely given and we've been blessed in this nation. And so I just always be careful with the feelings part is that we can still stand strong and we can be compassionate, but um, just be careful where that line is drawn because I think feelings can take away from the goodness of God a lot of times when we're choosing to look all the bad. And so lastly, one other thing I think to consider is sometimes the different personalities of children. Each child can handle different things. My daughter, I know growing up, um, well, she's only eight. She's still growing up. But at a young age, she was fascinated with sharks, and she loved shark movies. And I know this has gone a little off subject of the news, but just as an example, she could handle, like, scary movies like Jaws, um for an example my son he could not that would give him nightmares for days so when it comes to the news only you know the different personalities of your children and so i think these are wonderful opportunities when we do watch the news that we explain it in ways what are happening that our children do know that bad things happen in this world that there is suffering in this world, but those are the moments that we as Christians are called to serve. That's how I grew up under the world of Samaritan's Purse and watching my dad being called to different mission fields and different humanitarian crisis to serve in the name of Jesus. And so that was just a little story that has happened in my family when the neighbor's kid came over and I had the news on and the mother wanted to know, do we allow our children to watch these current events? And I realized there are probably other moms, other parents out there who are asking the same question. So I would encourage you, do watch the news, don't hide it from it. Use it opportunities to talk to your children, to speak truth into them, but also to instill peace inside of them. That peace will be shown through you, um, the peace of Jesus, and pass it on to your children. And I want to thank you all for those who have supported Samaritan's Purse and the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association in our efforts in Ukraine. We're so grateful. And if you would like more updates of what's happening and how we are serving, check out the websites BillyGraham.org and Samaritan'sPurse.org to see the latest of how we are serving the people in Ukraine. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Fearless. I'm Sissy Graham Lynch. Check out my website if you want to get caught up on episodes that you have missed on Fearless. Check it out on Sissy Graham Lynch Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, helping you have a fearless faith and a compromising culture.